0: It's time to talk some Blues Hockey! Welcome to the Blues NHL Podcast hosted by former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers and former Blues enforcer Darren Kimball. And we got a problem in front of the hog bench. Kimball pulling at Roenick. Here's Kimball swinging at Roenick wildly and the linesman trying to get in between them. Look at Raddick, he's dropped the gloves with Rivers. The referee or the linesman should yeah. jump in here. You can't let a guy like Rivers continue to throw punches. Butterfield stolen from Reinhardt. Breaking in to Hunter. Hunter shooting. and rebounded. away he'll be thrown out of the game. Curtis Joseph, Brad Day and the two goalies go at it, head-to-head, and Joseph with three grade right. Hall looking for 500, he shoots, he scores! Brad Hall, number 500. in he declare he scores! And now, here's your off-ice official, Jim Jim Cromer!
1: Hello, Blues fans. Welcome to the Monday morning edition of your Blues NHL podcast. I'm your off-ice official, Jim Cromer, and I'd like to welcome you to the lineupmedia.fm studios, home of Yo! Radio, the newest streaming platform you can download for free on your mobile device. Do so today. You'll enjoy it. Uh, and I'd also like to thank Randy Green with InnovativeCompanies.com for his continued support of the show. It means a lot to us as his, uh, as his support uh, has been with us now for over a year. Uh, but he spent at least 35, 36 years in his industry and business and is a name you can know and trust, and he's built a business on the uh, on the back of his hard work. But uh, construction, heating and cooling, electric, plumbing, anything you need, Randy Green's got you covered. Um, remember, residential, commercial, industrial as well. Uh, he's got you covered, folks, and he's a great dude. And, Actually going to have some lunch with him tomorrow at Adam's Smokehouse, who you'll hear me talk about a little bit later, but uh, looking forward to spending some time with Randy and seeing what's going on with him. But right now, I'm interested to see what's going on with my good friend, Coach Gary Henson, coach of the McKendry University Bearcats hockey team. What's going on, Coach Hens? Hey, good morning. How are you? Um, well, I'm going to talk a little bit about a, <laughs> I'm not quite sure what to call it. Is it a resurgence? Is it a... Resurgence? Well, yeah, because you got to surge first, to resurge. <laughs> that... So, yeah, that was bad use of word. Oh, so, geez. we didn't... We, we haven't... Sur- How about a surgeons? Uh, is, uh, is it a surgeons?
2: I don't know. Is it? I mean... Led by... Led by who? Let's go ahead and say it. Led by the... Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Tell me that Jordan Bennington's the best player goalie in the <laughs> NHL. I know. And, you know... He's we, the reason why we're winning, and we should have put him in in August. And, oh, my God.
1: Yeah, you've had – well, listen. I. Well, I wasn't going to say that, but <laughs> the fact of the matter is
2: he has played yeah, well. Yeah, he has played, played well, but, well. I mean, I, mean I don't care what sport it is. I don't care what professional sport it is. Let's talk baseball. You know baseball. Sure. How many times do you see a rookie pitcher come in and just – just dominate Or how many times You see a rookie hitter Come in And just dominate And then all of a sudden That's After the league Seen him for a little bit Not so much domination I mean come on He beat the Flyers The Flyers Dominated them. Dominated The Flyers Right You know they're not Very good right Who's that The Philadelphia Flyers Oh yeah You know that right Yeah I'm not saying the kid's not playing good and I you know, I hope he does. I hope he does. But <laughs> social media and all these Facebook and Twitter posts about Jordan Bennington being the second coming, are you, what? What? Have any I bet you ninety five percent of the people that comment never even heard of Jordan Bennington till he stepped on the blues bench. Tell me I'm wrong.
1: Um, well, Good
2: for him. But.
1: What what they had heard was is that he was a, you know just a guy right wasn't going to
2: be much. And you know what else I don't like. No, I'm, not, I'm on a I'm on a you are on a, roll a because, well, today.
1: Yeah, because I was going to bring up the fact that yes, <laughs> I, I witnessed your handiwork in some in some uh, some chats on you know reminding people that while Jake Allen has not been great. He's not the only issue here. No. At I
2: mean, my God. They look straight. In the pe- A lot of people, not all, a lot of people out there in blues land look directly at the goal and look at the goalie without looking at what happened before the goalie. I'm not saying he's great, but my God, put the blame where it is. We have really soft plays by our D a lot of times. Or by the blues D a lot of times. Not our D. McKendry doesn't do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what this reminds me of? Remember when Curtis Sanford came up when the Blues were struggling to find a goalie, any goalie, yeah. when things were going on? and mm-hmm. He played really well for a little bit. And then and what happens? Now, listen, I, I, I'm going to say this because I'm looking I, – I hope Jordan Bennington is the second coming of – Of course. Of, no one wishes bad for that of, kid. Let's see, who would he be? Who would you compare him to if he was to I don't
2: know, out to be but I'm gonna dude. tell you once the NHL gets some video on this kid, they're gonna figure out real quick where he's weak, and that's where the puck's gonna go. Have you figured out where he's no, weak? No. Oh. I haven't studied it. Okay.
1: Man. They finally put together a couple of
2: wins here, I mean, and you I'm gotta still go complaining. fucking nick negative on everything. I'm still complaining. Nick negative. I just in this whole hey, we gotta ride Bennington on the way out. Um Okay. Then what do you do with Jake? You just sit that 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 money on the bench. Is that what you do? You just pay the guy to sit there, mm-hmm. or do you put him in and then trade him? Like, it, it, does it? I don't know. We'll have to ask Riv. Does your market value go up when you're sitting on the bench, or does it does it go up or remain constant when you're in the game?
1: Uh, well, I mean, I, my, I'm listen, gonna, my guess right now with Jake Allen would be this if there's any trade market for him and ribs kind of touched on it on thursday yeah. show that it would be with a team like a philly who's basically marching anybody and their brother out there to play goalie right now with no with no permanent answer in sight and is in such a bad way that they could sell it to the Listen, the funny thing is you talk about selling something to your fans. What about selling it to yourself? <laughs> like to take Jake Allen right now, you would literally have to convince yourself that what he needs is a change of scenery. I mean, it's, am I wrong? I mean, there there is no other reason to trade for him other than you believe or you've made yourself believe the other team, a, the yes, other organization. Yes, yes. That you know, it, no matter who you are, Philadelphia, you could be the team Rose played for in russia <laughs> it doesn't matter whoever trades for this guy Is that when he
2: died or yeah not? i
1: think so. <laughs> so um so you would have to convince yourself yeah i like him i've always liked him and i'm telling you i think it's a change of scenery and there's the only person in their right mind that would do that would be somebody that's living in a shit dream a shit sandwich just like us <laughs> that's grasping for straws now listen i'm not that doesn't mean that I think Jake Allen's awful or horrible. I think at times he's been really good and I think at times he's been really bad. The problem is nowhere under the term number one goaltender does it say you can be sometimes be really good and sometimes be really bad. It doesn't say that. <laughs> that's not the definition of a number one goaltender. That's a number that's the definition of a shit sandwich. Okay? That's my opinion. And, you know, I know at times I've disagreed with the two big guys to my right that, that have said he's been really, really good, and I'm just like, I'm not saying the same thing you are, but, hey, you see the game different than I do. Um, I, I, listen, I, I'm ready to move on, and I've said that for a long time. I, I, he could Jake Allen could be great, and I'm still ready to move on because that always feels like, to me, that just feels like the other shoe getting ready to drop. But I will say this, too. I mean, what is the deal with goalies leaving here and being pretty good?
2: A lot of them. <laughs> well, didn't we say at one point many a year ago? Well, I mean, it's just—it just is not. St. Louis is where blue, where goalies go to die.
1: I just the Ryan Miller trade years ago convinced me that we're a curse. Come on, franchise. man! We
2: had Osgood and all those guys. Like, think about it. I mean, I. When, well, not to jump on, you know, beat it, beat him to death here, and I hope. I hope the best. I I hope Jake Allen plays well. Um, but I I just am, I'm flabbergasted that Jordan Bennington amongst Blues Nation is now you know Ken Dryden all of a sudden. Knock it off. Just stop that. Just stop. Can you cheer for him. Great. Talk great about him. But this stuff about going on and writing these freaking huge monologues to tell why jordan bennington is the best goalie in the nhl just drives me crazy a good old-fashioned diatribe oh diatribe exactly my favorite man and i sometimes i can't help it but i gotta step in and say i know it kills me when you have to do that (laughs)
1: because then you because then i see you spend five minutes saying i'm not a big 34 fan i I, i'm not a big right and everybody blames
2: me for oh look at you Really, I'm not a 34 fan. Listen, I spent
1: the listen. I'm I on did, the record years. I did the not same thing that. for how many years with with Mike Matheny and the Cardinals. He <laughs> can be, he cannot be great, but he's not the biggest problem. No. Okay, he's sure. not the biggest problem. No. So I, it's
2: the, the 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 game where he remember that that you know what it was? It was that game where uh, he let in that real soft goal on under his uh, elbow there on his left side on the, the short other night. Side. Yeah. Nobody – well, look at Jake Allen, cost this game. We had one goal. The Blues had one goal. All right. He had no chance on the first goal. All right. Gunny got abused in front. Abused. He, then they're talking about the power play goal where it went low to high and the D got to walk into a one-timer from the top of the circle. Do you people have any idea how hard that puck was coming? None. I mean – Give me a break. He had no chance on that. And then the goal that beat him short side? I don't know. Did you see six? Well, yeah, there was a l- – Did well, you see six not handle the no, puck I, on
1: the wall? Which is the. – Aren't most – I mean, most goals in the NHL are, are a direct result of – a poor play somewhere where somebody didn't do something. A lot of the times it's, it's very overshadowed by a turnover in your own end or the, or the inability, like what do we see most of the time? The inability to get the puck out of your own zone when you had the opportunity to do so.
2: Right. And, but that game in particular, I'll, I'll bet we can find five saves that Jake wasn't supposed to make in that game.
1: Well, that's always, I'll bet we can find five. Sure. I, Listen, no, no, no Where's argument. Where's No argument. Where's here. that?
2: And this is again from a guy who's not a big fan. I I, I don't think he's an elite goaltender that's going to take you in a championship. But be fair about your assessment. Well, you
1: know? people aren't. That's that's the difference. though so people aren't fair with their assessment. They're not. But why? I don't know. Because what you. Me nuts. Because most people believe what they believe, and you're not going to convince them any different, right? Like. Most people are passionate and see – they don't realize there's a lot of stuff that goes on to create one moment in a hockey game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and listen, I'm not saying I'm right all the time either. I've got plenty of things. Guarantee
2: I'm I'm wrong daily, and I don't have any trouble admitting that. Well, my biggest thing with the Blues is there's just certain players that I don't like.
1: That doesn't mean I don't want them to do well. (laughs) It doesn't mean I don't hope that we do well. I just –
2: you know yeah. there's one player I was not a fan of. And I wouldn't even say I'm still a fan of him. But there's one guy I'm not I was like, what the hell is this? 70. Oh, I'm he's that. playing well though. Like he works hard, but I'll right. but my favorite social media moment of the year is when someone posted if the rest of the team would play up to 70s level, mm-hmm. we'd be a playoff team, and I threw up. Really? That's what you want? You want your bl- St. Louis Blues to play up to the level of a fourth-line guy. That's what you're reaching for now. Come on, people.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, listen, I'm good for him. I'm happy for him. I'm, I hope
2: people at me on Twitter today
1: I, hope I am you, well, that's full at, at what's Well, that's at what's your Twitter? They can at you all day long. <laughs> at
2: at GWH2. Yeah, Roman numeral two.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say it's at G-W-H. Is that two capital Is that two what that is? Two capital I's at G W, H, capital I, capital I. Correct. Um, because I've yeah, had I, a lot of caffeine, I'm ready. Yeah, so I'm not. Yeah, I don't care about. I mean, I'm. If we're if if, if Oscar Sundquist is the topic of conversation, <laughs> that just goes to show you why we are where we I
2: are. Know. I don't. Oh man!
1: I think listen. I, it's great that he's got some goals. The kid works hard. Yeah, you can't take no that problem away from that. him.
2: Kid works hard, and he's earned his right to play. But he I really so, have. But
1: again, I'm going to say this again. And listen, I, this is crying over spilt milk, kinda to some degree. <laughs> but I, I'll make, I'll say it again. I've said it now two shows in a row. That's the kind of spot that a guy should be down there that makes life miserable for the other team.
2: Yeah, or you know put I mean? somebody on that line with him because he does have some offensive. It's ability. okay. But yeah, sure. F- I got
1: no. Listen, I, or, or, I or move him up.
2: Move him up if that's what you want to do. I I don't I, care,
1: but that should be a line that makes a statement, not scores a, an occasional goal every now and again. And you go, Ooh. well, I, mean, I now, guess you could say it's a statement. But
2: well, you remember when they had I don't know. Uh, I just, who was it when they had? Uh, you know what the problem is? I'm missing the I'm missing, Reeves line with uh, well, they're. Who was it? Number.
1: But okay, but anyway, the, no matter what the you line say. from a year. Okay, couple, a few years yeah, back. but the problem there is, is I, the goals that you would get occasionally from that line were great. Okay. Yeah. But they made life fucking miserable for the other <laughs> team for yeah. however many minutes they were out
2: there. We the we the and St. St. Louis, Louis my point. Blues don't make life miserable for a lot of. That's people. my point. There are very few heavy right. shifts played. uh None. against the St. Louis there- Blues. And I I'm mean, gonna, from the St. Louis Blues. From the St. Louis Blues, and um, there aren't many teams in the NHL, in my opinion, worried about uh, getting lit up or 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 having to deal with heavy shifts against the St. Louis Blues. It's just not going to happen.
1: Well, and again, I don't. I I'm unfortunately, it's just not for... going to
2: happen. Who who's going to be the heavy out there?
1: Oh, there isn't one. Okay. Um. So, listen, happy for Sonquist and I hope he keeps scoring goals. Scoring goals is great. He's earned the right to play Absolutely. Sure. He's earned he's definitely over some others. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Um You know, so but uh, th- listen, do we it's been warm and fuzzy. Does it do we find out tonight how warm and fuzzy it is?
2: Uh, yeah, well, yeah.
1: You know, now I I, I think we should preface this by saying if we happen to go into uh, Washington tonight and win and Bennington plays great. I don't know that that changes the like uh, opinion of obviously Coach Jensen as to whether or not Jordan Bennington will ever be a true number one in the NHL. But I will say this. uh, He's a number one here right now. That's it. That's all that really matters in his life. And in uh, our life. Well, maybe. I
2: don't know if he's the number one here. He's just the guy that's gonna play right now. I you think I, he's so you think he's keeping he's the bed warm? He's not better than Jake Allen. Is he keeping the bed warm and that's it? Yes. He's not better than Jake Allen.
1: He's oh, not. Somebody's heard that. You hear that music in the background? I heard it. Yeah, that means I, I, I just wonder if gonna like, come, he's gonna Are come you on guys telepathic? Uh, kinda. Is of? that the word?
2: He's gonna cuss me out.
1: Alright. It's time. At no better time can you hear that intro music than when the conversation is where we are right now. And I, again, I think this guy—he doesn't sleep, and I think he sleeps. If he does, it's upside down in a cave somewhere. <laughs> so, and he's got some telepathic sense. So, uh, welcome to scene. the show. Brought to you by SynergyHockeySkills.com. As always, my man Jamie Rivers. What's up, Ribs?
0: Oh, just uh, living the dream, working away in the snow here. It's fantastic. Did your bat sense go
1: off? And did the, did the bat signal go up when Hence basically just said, told everybody to calm down that Mr. Bennington's not a number one goaltender?
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Well, he, you know what? I actually, for a change, I'll, I'll agree with Gary. Yeah. But, oh. I think that, <clears throat> but look, it, uh, he's played, what, three games now? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's not go ordering the rings just yet. Uh, you know, it's, it's great that he's put three solid games together, but if you look at the body work of the team overall, their game has been a lot better. And it's not like they just woke up and said, oh, well, we're going to play better. The, there's some interesting things that have gone on here. And, you know, we talk about the makeup of the team and all that throughout the season. Well, it's amazing to me how and it, it, it could be player X and player Y. It just ha- it just happens to be Steen and Bozak that are out right now. And our team speed has increased because we've added Sammy Blay. Uh, we've added, you know, some younger players, some some quick legs. We've all these things. So we just look a lot faster out there. And it's not just the guys that have been put in the lineup that are looking quicker it's overall it looks like our team is faster and like i said i don't know if it's attributed to you know certain players bring out or if it's just player x and player y meaning anyone who's not of blazing speed could be taken out and that would help us so i don't know it's interesting times right now
1: well and i i've said it you know now i'll say it with you here i the the thing with bennington is i at this juncture, I don't really care what he is two years from now, three years from now. Right now, he's playing. Uh, Gary brought up a good point at the beginning about the whole: what do you do if you know if the, if he does continue playing well, you can't ignore it. So you got to keep playing him, I guess, right? And I'm not sure what that does for Jake all the way around the the board, but I, I think your thoughts Thursday led me to believe, and, and what, what I believed all along was that it's not really going to matter right now because somebody, if they wanted Jake Allen anyway, would have had to have convinced themselves that he just needs a fresh start, so not playing now is not going to
0: matter. In
1: my opinion, I could be wrong.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're right. I mean, uh, look, we we knew that Jake couldn't play every game all year long, and when the Blues made the decision to waive Chad Johnson, they were kind of sitting there waiting for somebody to emerge as a legitimate backup for Jake because they knew they couldn't ride Jake every single game the rest of the year. And so this is um, this is the blessing in disguise that they wanted was to have a, a young guy come up. You know, ideally, I think they would have had Uso up here, but injuries uh, have held him out of the lineup. And so it's crazy how that works where sometimes when, when guys get opportunity uh, they're not available to do it because of injury. And other guys jump up and seize the moment. And, you know, it's just kind of uh, the way it is right now. And Bennington, I'll tell you what, for a kid who has been to the dark side of the moon and back as far as teams he's played on and leagues he's played in and all this stuff, I mean, he's come in and been very calm. I mean, this is a guy that could have easily been erratic, not focused, trying to prove the world wrong with every save and overdoing it and looking really busy in his crease. And he's been quite the opposite. He's been calm, cool, collected, and he looks extremely quiet in the crease. If you watch him, his movements are minimal. He barely moves in there, and it's not because he's not trying. It's just because he's a positional goalie, and right now he's making those saves that give the, chance, or give the team a chance to win.
1: Well, at the end of the day, that's the I I don't know what I was funny. I was talking about definitions of number one. What a definition of a number one goalie would be. Um, that sounds pretty good to me. A guy that gives your team a chance to win every night is is my definition of a number one goalie. And he's done that when he started. Now, how long it will continue, I don't know. As Coach Henson, the eyes are rolling over there. The sample size is three games. I know, I know, it's but three. Doesn't that tell you a little bit about yeah, our but season, Yeah, Gary, though?
0: you got to understand something. Gary, you got to understand something here. This is a, a hockey nation here that has just been starving for some wins and starving for something positive to talk about. So right now, yeah, you're right, and I agree with you 100%. It's just three wins. He's barely got his foot in the water as far as an NHL goaltender uh, is considered, but it's giving us hope,
2: Gary. Yes. Oh, for gosh sakes. <laughs> well that was my that's where I was saying. Here we go. Look at does that tell you I mean <laughs> here we go. I would rather place okay. I, fought, I would rather place my hope on what you brought up earlier, which is the team is faster, because in my opinion being in hockey for a long time, but never at that level, I think it's true amongst every level. You have you have options when you build a team or create a team. You can be fast and not as physical or you can be a little slow average speed and be very physical one of those two but you can't be slow and not physical and that's what we were our blues were so now all of a sudden yeah, you interject I some speed into the lineup and we don't st- we're still not a physical team but we're having better results because we're faster like that that's in my in my lay, layman's opinion here that's what I think about hockey. Like, I, I, you really obviously can't ever be slow. But you can be of average speed and be big and play heavy and wear teams down. You can do that. The Blues aren't constructed that way. And then during the bulk of the start of this season, let's say from you know, October to December, we were, we were slow, or the Blues were slow as well. So now we're getting faster, and we're seeing some results. So I'd rather take that side and say, hey, okay, look, I see that as promising." And no offense to Jordan Bennington, but I'm just not going to hang my hat there. But if there he, yet. but if he wants to bring his 941 save percentage
1: along for the ride, yeah, absolutely.
2: Helped. But just like I both said before, Jamie gets on, and Jamie, maybe you can allude to this. I said to Jimmy, "You see this in sports a lot. Doesn't matter what professional sport, but I used baseball just because Cromer's sitting here, and that's really all he knows about." So. Uh. so so how many times do we see a young pitcher come in and dominate or a young hitter come in and just light the pitchers up and then all of a sudden after a few rounds and after being seen for a little bit not so much success i would suggest that there's not a lot of video or scouting report on jordan bennington in the nhl i would almost guarantee there's none so now teams are getting this now teams are seeing him. He's had some success. They know they have to prepare for him because the Blues are probably going to play him because he's on a roll. So now they're in they their video coaches are going nuts scrambling for video. They find it and now they're going to start dissecting Jordan Bennington. And while he might be quiet in the crease Every goalie's got a weak spot. They just don't know what his is yet. But when they find it, we're going to see if Jordan Bennington really is the real deal or not. Because you've got to let NHL guys figure stuff out before you go hanging your hat on how good this kid is.
0: Wow. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't disagree. The only thing that I will say is that you know, this kid has done a lot in his career. He's been an outstanding junior goalie. He's turned into an outstanding American Hockey League goalie. And sometimes at that position, just like pitchers uh, in baseball, you start to figure yourself out. And then there's a change from year one to year five of your pro career, whether you're battling in the minors or whatnot. You start to figure yourself out. You find out what works for you. You find out how to perfect what you're doing. And this might be a case of Jordan Bennington has spent the required amount of time you know, learning his craft, and that's why they say goalies are the longest ones to develop, D-man second, forwards third, and it's just because there is a lot of detail that go into it. He probably had a lot of holes in his game. He probably hired a good goalie coach to help him with that, and I'm not saying he's Dominic Hasek, and uh, he may never, ever turn into a number one goalie in the NHL. But right now, in all seriousness, he's giving this team a chance to win hockey games when they need it the most, And he's put them, which is funny, he's put them in a conversation of, wow, could they actually challenge for a wild card spot? And it's not based upon Jake Allen and the great saves he's made all year and some of the downfalls he's had. And recently we know right now people are talking about it because of the influx of youth into the lineup and Jordan Bennington
2: making the saves. Okay. so I, And I hope Jordan Bennington's the well, ne- second coming of whatever unique right. goalie you want. I really do hope that for the kids. Okay.
1: So from a positive standpoint of looking at Jordan Bennington, in my opinion, and I'll throw this name out there and you got, now it's an easy comparison, I would say, <laughs> but you know, you, you, you think of, it's funny, Gary and I were touching on goalies leaving here and, and, do, and having nice little careers, but, um, uh, the goalie I think of him automatically that comes to mind, it can he be Dwayne Rollison. I mean, I, very similar path, uh Dwayne Rollison. Well,
0: know. he wouldn't be the first goalie who's come in at an older age and played well. Tim Thomas played like eight years over in Finland before he came to the NHL and we saw how his career ended up, right? Like if we're gonna isolate some guys um that that have come in late so, you know, Tim Thomas is like 27 or 28. What, Bennington's, what, 25? Yeah. I mean, guys, it's it's not all that old. If you look at college goaltenders that actually play out their four years of eligibility, which most goalies do because it is the hardest position, then they're coming out of there as 22, 23 sometimes, and then they have a year or two in the minors. They're 24, 25 before you know it, and they barely have any pro experience. This guy's got five years of pro under his belt. So. It's not all that uncommon. It's not like we found a diamond in the rough on the other side of Russia somewhere. You know, (laughs) like this happens this happens a lot in in hockey, especially at the goaltender position.
1: Yeah, I I just you know, he's he's not the biggest dude in the world, but I I think he play I listen, I hope he's Ken Dryden, for Christ's sakes, to be all the name. I mean nobody no no Blues
2: nation wishes this kid bad. It's just Come on. Yeah, I mean, you're still... And I'm not going to lie. Every time we bring up Russia or some other league like that, I have this flashback of Rivs being dead on a table. On a gurney? (laughs) (laughs) Like, every time. It doesn't matter. Uh, Every time. I I think that guy was dead on a table.
1: (laughs) That's a great story, but I envision him like this, 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 this Rivers. If you're ever... Listen, for anybody that ever has the chance to meet him personally, and you'll know what I'm talking about, this vision of him... This sneaky fuck waiting for everybody to leave the <laughs> rink so he can sneak back into the locker room and like something out of like the series Sneaky Pete or something takes a, a broom and knocks a, a ceiling tile off and takes his pay and sticks it up in the <laughs> ceiling because he's figured out nobody will ever think why would I hide my money at the rink in the locker room. And that's what I think of oh, when baby. I think
0: of Russia. Throw him around. I was the born identity before it existed, okay buddy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. You watched one of those movies. It was kind of my life for 9 months. Um okay,
1: so I, I I know hence is going to take a beating probably on social media. Oh, you can't be happy for B-, which he is. That's I not didn't what say that. I know, that. and people can well, deal he with can't that.
0: Can't take a beating. He's a private account, so he can't get chirped on there. Oh, jeez. Uh. <laughs> <coming and> <laughs> um, all right.
1: So, all right. So let, let's keep the positive momentum going. You did bring up that you know you're happy, you know you're you're happy for Sunquist the way he's played. Yeah, um, I am.
2: But here's the big dog here. Yeah. Is is Vladdy back? Come on!
1: What? Come on, man! I he heard that
2: you. the other night, or the during the game, he he got two goals, and all of a sudden he's hot. Well, well he's had more than two goals. He's what scored
1: three or four lately. I mean, I don't come know. Come on, that's, that's hot, isn't
0: no, it? No, he scored three goals. Isn't and that hot? Three. Yeah, listen, no. Isn't that hot? Three. That's and hot, isn't it? I think that he. Yeah, but I think it has some tied with Sunquist. No. Yes. Um, <laughs> just saying. Uh, I'm just joking. I think he's. A goal or two ahead of Sundquist now, but oh. it, it, that, it, I think that's what we have to look at is we have Oscar Sunquist, who's obviously, um, I don't want to say overachieving, maybe exceeding expectations. Yeah. And we have Vladimir Tarasenko, who's kind of been underwhelming. And I know people are like, and today they're all ordering their Tarasenko jerseys because he scored two goals the other night. <laughs> but let's take a look, let's take a look at how he scored them. He shot the puck. Oh, imagine that. That's an incredible thought. We shoot the puck and we score. And, you know, the, the one was a power play goal, and uh, some people, I saw them on social media, oh, that's why Vladdy's on the power play. Yeah, do you see where he scored it from? Oh, yeah. Not the blue line. He, you know, he made himself available lower inside the faceoff circle, got the puck, and then zipped it. That just shows you. That just proves my point of how he should never be at the blue line on a power play. So, anybody who is doubting what I said, there's the proof of the pudding right there. Go look at the highlights from the other night. You know That's what? why he should not be at the blue line.
1: What a snipe, though. I mean, that was a snipe. What? Right. Yeah, but but Tim, it's what you expect. No, I like night.
2: it. No, I know. I, I, I believe, I, I hit, I'm, I'm the same way. He's two – and Riv says it all the time. Shoot. Shoot I mean. and hit the damn net. It was a just nice hit to the see. net, man.
1: It was nice to see.
2: It was nice to see, but yeah. it's like it uh, was
0: nice to see. I mean, but we can't make it like a leap year where it's every four years, you no,
2: know? No, it's like do it every night, like the rest of the elite goal scorers in this freaking league. They do it day in and day out.
1: I, you, you act like I'm disagreeing or oh, no? I'm just I'm yelling just, at social media. Again. I know you're upset. I know. Uh, no, but
0: you know what, guys? Listen, I'm willing to forgive some people on social media, and I'm not ordinarily as forgiving as I am today, except for the fact that, all jokes aside, everybody has been looking for a reason to jump on board the Blues train, right? And we haven't had it all year. We've gotten a little taste of it here and there, and then it's pulled away from us with a 6 nothing loss or something like that. So now, although I'm not ready to uh, paint my face and shake pom-poms, you know They still only won two games in a row. If they could pull off a win against the Capitals and then even more crazy, pull off a win against the Islanders, then I think we have something that's building. Uh, until that point, I have to be realistic here and, and just point out to everybody, we still only won two games in a row.
2: Of yeah. course we went to Blues to win, but I hope they go on some crazy win streak and we we get ribs to do body paint at a game.
1: That would be good. Putty? <laughs> I'd do it. You know, I, know would. do it oh, I know you would. Oh, I know you would. Listen, if anybody doubts you would do it, it's
2: an idiot. We could spell say, out yeah. blues. I'll be the U since my gut's so big. I can handle um, the U part. Of it. You bring up tonight. Well, we
0: might be able to fit two letters.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Is is tonight where we separate the men from the boys, Ribs? Uh, this will be a good one, huh? Yeah, it
0: is going to be a good one because there's going to be Retribution that the Capitals are going to want here. Oh,
2: wow. um, they
0: did not have their best performance against the Blues last time, whether it was a bad performance or a good performance by the Blues. It doesn't matter if they didn't win. And when you're Stanley Cup defending champions, you're expected to win games against lower-tiered teams where the Blues have got themselves slotted right now. Uh, you know, we talk about elite goal scorers. So, you know, we talk about how Vladdy should be like Alex Ovechkin. And Alex Ovechkin will be playing us tonight, and that guy, honestly, I mean, I, he just—he farts goals. That <laughs> guy, He's incredible. And that is—that's like, a—that's a quote guy, of the, quote that's the of the year, man. Farts at the hat trick.
2: I'm writing that I'm down. Telling you. That's quote of the year. I think. Yeah, every, farts you goals. can write
0: this down. Every time <laughs> that guy farts it's a hat trick, so you know, like. He, he's the guy that you got to be aware of. They've got a lot of weapons. Kuznetsov back from Oshi. Uh, public enemy number one, Tom Wilson, who Oscar Sundqvist should personally take out for dinner and thanking and thank him for caving the side of his face in. Because <laughs> uh, honestly, not one hockey person that I know of, and certainly nobody internally will ever admit it. However, Oscar Sundqvist was headed down to San Antonio to uh, get an apartment on the Riverwalk before. Uh, Tom Wilson came across and took his head off. Now, I don't condone him taking his head off, and we all know how I feel about the hits, and I'm not going to rehash all that, but, and I say, but, that hit kept him in the NHL, kept him available, and then due to injuries, put him back in the lineup, and since he's been back in the lineup, guys, he has not only earned his spot, but he's been a real big piece of the puzzle for the Blues.
1: Well, things are trending in a in an interesting direction here for the St. Louis Blues. Like I said, we can see. Uh, my guess would be, by all indications, Mr. Bennington gets a start this evening. Um, well, aren't we back?
2: Aren't the Blues back to back
1: today and tomorrow? Uh, let's do a little checks through here. See, but you might be onto something because if that's the case, then somebody's going to play tonight, and somebody's yeah, going to play. Yeah, so we we go to the aisle uh, tomorrow night. So yes, um, I don't. You play Bennington tonight. As a, you know, he's won two in a row. Don't you play him tonight and then Jake tomorrow night? Or what do you, Henson? You got like a conspiracy theory
2: looking I don't on your have a conspiracy theory. I just know who my number one goaltender is, and he's playing against the Cows. And that guy wears 34.
0: Oh. i just. Yeah, I'd have to disagree with you, Gary. I
2: know, I know. I know.
0: And here's my thoughts on it. And, you know, uh, I guess we're splitting hairs a little bit, but my thoughts on it are. You know, the other night I-, I maintained we didn't have to ride the hot goalie. When they came back with Jake after Bennington's first win, I thought it was a good move by Berube to come back with with Jake Allen back-to-back. And, you know, I talked about that the other day, how awful they've been in back-to-backs. So, once again, based upon that theory, uh, Bennington now is hot. It's official. He's won <laughs> what, three-, three games now, uh, and he's been solid. Why not put him in there right now? And then come back with Jake once again. I know it's it's like putting Jake into the heavy lifting and, you know, kind of not sewering him, but I guess putting him in a role where he has to be the number one is to show that he can handle the tough games. So putting him in the back-to-back against the Islanders who are playing very well right now is exactly where I would position this. And the reason being is if you're lucky tonight and you get the win, you don't want to put your young goalie in a real tough spot then and have tough back-to-backs and maybe you know, burst that bubble that we talk about so much.
2: Yeah, but didn't – I mean, Jake beat the Capitals last time, right?
0: Yeah, but we can't – uh, you can
2: go on that. I think that could be well, an you excuse can go to go on that, but, that could be an excuse but you can also to just in, re- I guess.
0: Not yeah, you- but you can also go on the fact, like I just said, yeah, well, I Bennington's know. got a winning streak going. Right. You know? So, yeah, I, I know. know. Six one and half game, dozen other, I guess. Well, the back-to-back games, the Blues have not been good. They have not. So, if that's the case, if 34 is your number one, your legit number one, which he is, right, then you have to come back with him in the toughest games, in my opinion.
2: Right. I agree with that.
0: Uh, yeah, I...
1: It's, it's been an interesting thing here to, to look at these types of questions. A couple guys just keep chugging along. Um, I'll start with the obvious. Ryan O'Reilly continues to to play really good hockey for the St. Louis Blues, uh, a trade that uh, one of two that, that Doug Armstrong has pulled off here that I think a lot of people, I, I don't know if they felt like it could happen, but it has. Um, any surprise from you, Rivs, that the, the consistency from O'Reilly? I mean, I know you talked a lot about, what you saw in the off season, as you were leading a lot of those player skates and you were impressed from day one. But it sure seems like – and I, I have no – listen, I have no prior knowledge to how he approached the game in his past, but all indications are that this guy has decided internally that he's going to take his game to another level and it sure looks like it's working for him.
0: Yeah, I don't know if he's changed anything, to be honest. Uh, you know, and and this is why I think he – You know, when he played in Buffalo, he played so well. He did so many things that are exactly what we're seeing right now. And I think he just got depressed of a couple of years of just losing. And not just losing, you know, here and there, but consistently just being on the wrong end of the uh, the game. And, you know, that wears on a guy. And you see how much work this guy puts in, the hours that go into it, and then you're not getting anything for it. That can wear on your psyche. And so I think he, he was an honest guy and said that, he lost his love for the game a little bit. Uh, you know, he's, he feels the the criticism or feels the criticism for that because it's a tough one to uh, to pass along. But he certainly, since he's been here, has not shown that he's lost his passion for the game. And he's been our hardest worker, day in and day out, night in and night out. Every game, he's leading in the faceoff dot. He's leading with his effort. He leads on the point in the on the scoreboard. Uh, Him and David Perron have a connection out there that's fantastic. They're playing great hockey together. David Perron's 10 games into a scoring streak right now. I mean, we've talked about it several times, how when guys are struggling or we're looking for something out of another player, guess what? They put him with Um, (laughs) O'Reilly. So this guy has not disappointed at all.
1: There, you mentioned the other name that I was going to ask you about in there. David Perron is quietly—I don't even know if it'd be quietly—but I guess it kind of would because the Blues struggles uh, across the league. But David Perron's putting together a nice season, and it's been odd that you know we—you know—we had the healthy scratch to send a message. <laughs> what it was, I'm not sure, but um, you know, he's had an interesting season that I'm not quite sure um, what to make of as far as like w- what what's different with this guy as far as like why why he ever would have had that healthy scratch but it's in the past and all that but he's become a big part of your team and kind of what you do he, he sure seems awful relaxed on the ice to me right now he's made some really I mean we talk about the goals but man he's made some really nice overall plays and to me I don't know if that's just another element to his game that's improved over time but I think we all remember the first David Perron here right like out on the edges and a lot of stick handling but nothing getting done, and boy, now he sure seems like an integral part of what we're trying to do here.
0: Yeah, you know, you got to remember that David Perron was just a young hockey player, you know, his first time that he came here, um, and then he went away, and we got a better version of David Perron the last time he was here. Now, not as good as we're seeing now, but, you know, then once he left here again, which is funny to say uh he went to vegas and he got a role that he'd never had before on any team which was he was counted on to be some of their primary scoring and he was counted on to quarterback a power play and be a part of that in vegas and that does a lot for a guy you know when you're put in all these situations and you're asked to produce and no matter what happens you're you know you're being pat on the back you're throw a leg over the boards every time that your team needs something, that helps you a lot. It helps your confidence, and then you learn on the fly. And, God, what did he have, 66 points last year, which was an incredible season for him, and he's carried that over to the Blues. What happened with the healthy scratch? I have no idea. Uh, The only thing I can dissect out of that is that they were happy with some of the undisciplined penalties and the offensive zone penalties, which he's prone to falling into that trap. Uh, especially since we watched him over the years. But, no, guys, I'm telling you, he just looks like a guy who finally believes that he belongs on the ice in every situation, and he's a guy that wants the puck every time he's on the ice. And him playing with O'Reilly, a guy that's willing to work and get in the trenches and get him that puck, it's been a really great combination. And, shit, I mean, it could be uh, another 60-point season for David Perron.
1: You know, um, I think sometimes first impressions are a lot, and I think you can tell a lot about. It's one thing to, you know, social media and hear a guy talk or do something, but I think if you ever get a chance to meet somebody and actually have a conversation with them, you can get a pretty good gauge on what you think. Well, when we had the Winter Classic here, um, you know, uh, you were you know, we did some media stuff, so I was able to actually go down in the locker room and talk to to some of the players and. You know, that game, if you remember, it was kind of slow-moving, and David Perron played a physical game that that game, and it really kind of changed the momentum a little bit in the game. And I remember talking to him in the locker room, and I said, you know, we were talking about this or that, and somebody was talking to him about it, scoring a goal or something, and I said, you know, i got to be honest with you. Though, I thought, you know, the game was kind of the, the, the Blackhawks were taking it to us a little bit. You kind of went out and had a couple really good physical shifts, which I don't know if you're known for, and he was like, man, I tell you what, I really want to thank you for noticing that. And he goes, goes, I'm trying to add a different element to my game where I become a guy that can go out and do numerous things to help my team. And it was a very sincere thought from him, like not a standard cliche-ish type conversation. But it looked to me like a guy, to your point, Jamie, and I I, I don't know if every player kind of at some juncture needs to have this moment in their life of, yeah, I got to improve here. Like I I can't just keep doing the same thing over and over again here. I got to add elements to my game and you know i think we've seen that from him uh maybe that is what we're seeing from oscar sunquist maybe maybe we need to see it from zach sanford maybe we need to see it some from other some other guys too and who knows where this will be but i just thought that was an interesting conversation i had with him and it was you know i just i don't mind him being on our hockey team i mean how could you
2: well riv said earlier like when he's talking about bennington he said he's quiet in the crease yep you can say the same for 57 now like he has he has that quiet confidence about him he isn't like reacting like a, a a kid on the loose who doesn't really understand the system or doesn't know how to gain the ice when it's in front of him or doesn't know how to you know anticipate or anything like that and i think you're, what you're seeing now is like the same thing kind of a calm with 57 now i'm gonna tell you and i've mentioned it before i think there was a huge jump in 57's play because he got to play with James Neal. I'm a huge James Neal fan and I think it's because of the, he got to see James Neal play and kind of how how what it means to be a professional and how to how to step your game up to that next level. And now he comes here and he's got 90 with him who is similar, a similar James Neal. Uh, James Neal has more games but in in some more stats, but I think they play a similar style. And uh, and I think that that's worked for fifty seven, and I think he's learned something from that. Interesting
1: thoughts,
0: Mister. Well, what Rivers? you got to remember too, yeah, what you got to remember too is, uh, and I can speak from experience, having played on several teams in my career, is <laughs> you try to <laughs> yes, insert joke here, um, <laughs> but you, <laughs> you try to take away something from every stop that you have along the way, and you know I took things from me from St. Louis playing with Al McInnes and Chris Pronger and those guys and then expanded on that when I played in Boston and, and when my stop finally came in Detroit, it's kind of when it all came together for me. And that was you know later in my career. I was 28, 29, 30 years old and having taken little bits and pieces from all the greatest players that I've ever played with and then seeing it all put together from all of the greatest players on one team kind of clicked for me there's a lot of things that made sense to me and it taught me a lot of on ice off ice all the things that go into being a true pro and you know david perron could be in the same boat he's had some stops along the way he's played in pittsburgh where uh, let's be honest he's got Sidney crosby there he played in edmonton he's played in like vegas now where he's had to be a, a more of a go-to guy so he's probably taken bits and pieces from all of his stops along the way and if he's smart, he's retaining things, which it looks like he may have. And if that's the case, then, guys, he's going to continue to evolve as a hockey player.
2: Man, I'll tell you, go with something that you, you said in particular about your career. I would challenge people, if you're just sitting around and you want you want some interesting reading or you want to see what um, Jamie's background is, just look at the teams that that man, this man, has played for, and look at the names on on the on the rosters with Jamie Rivers. It's it's insane. I mean, it's we can joke all the time about you being on. You're like Kevin Bacon, maybe. I'm. Is uh, he, he Kevin six, Bacon? Yeah, six, six degrees, degrees of ribs. Of ribs. But the reality is this: we can. He give, has played with some he's, players. Oh my god! Yeah. And what's that say about Jamie? Like we of course we can give him shit because we never played in the NHL so we we have that easy target just to like be like uh, uh, whatever ribs <laughs> you played for 15 teams but look at the guys on those teams look at those rosters and and just take note of who Jamie Rivers played with and then take note of this. And this is going to be like me shining his bald head, but whatever. Oh, here we go. But uh, the reality is if he doesn't have some value, there's no way he's on the ice with that caliber of athlete. It's just not going to happen. If he doesn't have value and, the, and he doesn't have the skill or the uh, hockey IQ or the whatever you want to call it to – to add value to the teams that he was on with the skill level and the Hall of Fame caliber and actual Hall of Famers that Jamie Rivers played with, that'll tell you what kind of player Jamie was. We can call him a journeyman all we want, but the truth of the matter is Jamie was way better than a journeyman because he was on the ice with superstars. Interesting you bring that up because um – Friday. here.
0: You're just Gary. You're hired as my new agent. I was gonna say, for Christ's <laughs> sake, fire him immediately.
1: I'm trying to figure <laughs> out when he went to work for you. You know what's interesting about you to say that I, we had, uh, you know, the snow's coming in. Uh, we lineup media. They had the uh, ultimate gaming championship thing going on, so a lot of people were out of the office working on that. So Corey, friend of the show, who's in here sometimes, he comes in here some days is just is in a mood. And he comes in here and he goes, I'm in one of these moods. And he flips on the playoff game against Detroit in Uh, 95-96. So we watched Uh, the whole game. I don't know. We watched the whole game. And, you know, the interesting thing of the game is how well John Casey actually played in the game to to give up that goal. Late in the game hurt. But the players on the ice was amazing. Right, it was amazing, and that's you a, know, who's and who of I, hockey. I, how old? I mean, you played three games with the Blues that year. You were at Worcester, right? Basically,
0: yeah. What, I, was, I was I was here in St. Louis for that whole playoff run, though. I
1: yeah. mean, what that had to be amazing to be. I mean, we were looking at player after player come out, especially the guys that played on defense for the team that year. I mean, there was. I mean, that was an unbelievable. I mean, obviously, you had Pronger and McKinnis, but. You know, I forgot, you know, obviously the Big Bear was here, Murray Barron, who I couldn't stand, but um, <laughs> but J.J. Daniel was here. Jay Wells. I mean, Jay, well, yeah. you know, Jay Wells
2: would punch you
1: Charlie in. Charlie Huddy.
2: Charlie Huddy.
1: <laughs> yes. What forgot gr- about Charlie what Huddy. What
2: a great name. You know,
1: Ken Charlie Sutton. Huddy
0: was a great man, too.
1: Donald Dufresne. I mean, all these names come up from that year, and then there he is, Jamie Rivers. You know, it's like. You know that had to be an amazing experience for you as a young player, and and kind of where you're kind of you know you grow from. You know, it's just pretty. I mean, just remarkable in my opinion.
0: It's yeah, it was awesome. But I'll tell you, you know, to give you the inside thinking of of a young athlete, and I think it's a separator sometimes, and why guys have short careers and longer careers and whatnot is, no matter who was in that locker room. I always felt that I should be out there. I know it sounds crazy because we're talking about all those names, but I always felt like, uh, well, I-, I can bring more than this guy. I'm better than this guy. What the hell? Why is this guy playing more than me? It wasn't <laughs> bad teammate stuff. That's just internally in my own head. I'm like, you know, people always say to me, well, what did you think about playing with Gretzky and, Hull and all these guys? I'm like, well, I felt like I belonged there. Like I, I, I was supposed to be there, you know, and, I think that that's the mentality that a young athlete has to have. Because if you're enamored or you're in awe, then a lot of times you'll play that way. And, you know, I always felt like I, I should be there, that I belong there, that I was part of that team. And I think it helped me. You know, of course you respect the older guys and all that. That's not what I'm saying. Um, no, but it had, saying it,
2: is, it had to be part, it had to be in your head. I don't even, I, there's no point. In any successful person's life, where they didn't think they should be there, I don't give a shit what it is. I don't care if it's, I don't care. I don't care if it's in business, uh, unathletic or or athletics. If you don't believe you should be there, you're never going to be successful. So you're, you're 100% accurate, Jamie. That for there's no doubt in my mind. If somebody came up to me and said, "Did Jamie Rivers think he belonged there?" I'd have to say, "Yeah," and so did other guys like Jamie Rivers. They all have to think yeah. that way. Otherwise, you're just going to be – you're going to get left behind, and that's true in every walk of life. Man, I am on this philosophy thing. You've got it going on <laughs> I'll
0: tell you what. You know, you're like I, the Dalai Lama.
2: <laughs> I think what you need to do, though, is if you're going to be in
1: charge of ribs, okay, which good luck with that. Man, I'm – You've wording. got to get on his wiki page and, and update this a little bit because it's leaving out all the best parts, right? Like, it does say, <laughs> okay, that uh, – he was rushed to a hospital, underwent emergency surgery after suffering, you know, a large amount of internal bleeding. His heart stopped, and he was electronically defibrillated back to life. Now, <laughs> leaving out the <laughs> fact that after he was brought back to life, they didn't think it worked. Toe tagged him, moved him into the cold I'm room. Telling you, yeah, I mean, there's there's the, the important parts of this are missing.
2: What a great death. Yes,
1: there
0: are a lot of pieces missing.
2: Man, if I was if I was Mrs. Rivers. I would carry a copy of that death certificate around with me. And if somebody came up and said, How's Jamie? I'd just show them that.
1: Well, I, here's the <laughs> other thing, too. There's got to be a life insurance yeah, policy like, somewhere. Like, if isn't. she
2: doesn't want to talk to him, just be like, Well, I, I guess you haven't been paying attention.
1: <laughs> um, hey, Jamie, from a personal thing, I wanted to ask you about something that just went down here um, that you were a, a, a big part of. So I wanted to ask you about what it, like, what we can take from it. And that's uh, everybody's. Like, not that anybody was down on Clem Coston. I mean, I think people are excited about his future with the Blues. I think it has been enhanced by this year, which I think you guys have talked about. They've got him down there for a reason. I think what we've seen from the AHL this year is he's becoming a better player. He's becoming a better teammate. He's, his, his physical game has really improved. Now he goes over to World Juniors, and he's a team captain. I don't, I got to tell you, I don't give 10 shits about the the, the emotional part of it. Stick a mic in some guy's face right after a tough game, and that's what you're going to get, folks. And if you don't get it, I don't want him on my team, so I don't really give a shit. The bottom line is, you played for uh, the juniors in 95 for Canada, and you had a great, I mean, you really did. You had a great tournament. Um, What, like, what 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 is that turn like we talk about double A with baseball like if a guy can hit or a guy can really pitch at double A you start to really think this guy can play like he can really play and if they do really really well you start thinking they th- that might be what type of player he is in the big leagues well is the world juniors kind of the same
0: uh it's a loose representation of that i think what you have to isolate is the games against the big countries right is, you know, how did he perform against Canada? How do you perform against the United States? How do you perform against Sweden and Finland? And if you're from one of those countries, how did you perform against Russia? That's kind of the big dogs in that tournament. And if you look at those rosters, then you'll see a lot of NHL draft picks and future NHL stars and things like that. So, you know, putting up six goals against Denmark doesn't tell me anything. Uh, Putting in, you know, playing a 20-minute game against Canada and winning a game and contributing on the score sheet there. That tells me a lot, not everything, but it tells me a lot because every one of those Canadian players is going to be, if not already drafted to the NHL, which means that scouts and people in the hockey world feel that they're good enough to be NHLers one day. Uh, you know, it's it's an important tournament because there is a ton of pressure. So you get to see, a lot of different sides of your prospects. You don't just get to watch, well, what does he do on the score sheet? How do the games go? They do have to deal with microphones in their face, and especially when the when the tournament is hosted in Canada, you get everybody from TSN and all over the place, uh, NHL network, that get up there and they got a bike in your face, and there's a lot of pressure on every one of those kids that play on one of the big teams to perform well on and off the ice, answer the questions properly, do their thing and be scrutinized. So, yeah, it does tell me a lot about the individual.
1: Um, You know, your experience, uh, you wanted to, anything you want to describe from that? Because that's a, for a young man, what were you, 19 at the time, I believe? Um, it's got to yeah. be an amazing yeah, was, experience. Uh,
2: and he's Canadian. Like, yeah, I'll bet 90% of the households in Canada were watching that, that watch that, that tournament every year, without a doubt
0: well what was unique sorry what was unique about that tournament was it was the lockout of 94 in the NHL so yeah. we had some guys come back from the NHL to join our team which was great you know and they had dubbed us you know the dream team because we had so many great players but the tournament was being held in Canada and a lot of countries that's unbelievable that were playing And the pressure was on us, man. Like, no NHL, nothing else for the media to follow. Every single thing we did was being documented. Like, it was nuts. Like, I I remember feeling like, oh, my God, this is how, like, rock stars feel. Because everywhere you went, there was a camera in your face taking pictures. You'd sit down for lunch. We went to the West Edmonton Mall. There were pictures of me and Nolan Baumgartner and Darcy Tucker, (laughs) like, at the mall eating. And, you know, and then there was like documentation of us bungee jumping in the West Edmonton mall. And like, I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but like, that's what was going on. And so to perform on that stage at that time, there was a ton of pressure, but uh, we had a great group of guys and team Canada at that point. And I will say, I do believe that the program has, has kind of slid a little bit, but at that point, the mentality was all about your country. You know, we had some superstars on our team and everybody literally put their egos into a bag and put locked it in another room and we played with respect for each other and the number one motto we had was respect our opponent because if we don't we're going to be the team that didn't do it. You know, we're going to be a dream team that didn't achieve. And so yeah, there was a lot of pressure but man it was exhilarating to to play in that and to be a part of it and to win gold and to be the first team, first Canadian team to ever go undefeated. Uh, it was pretty awesome, man. I'm not going to lie.
1: That, I mean, God, look at that team. I mean, Brian McCabe. Look at the defense. Brian McCabe, yourself, Wade Redden, uh, Ed Jovanowski, Nolan Baumgartner. Uh, pretty good. I mean, that's a – and then uh, Alexander Day. remember him? Yeah. Remember Alexander Day yeah. was supposed to be the next coming? I don't think he – Quite had the career that everybody thought he was going to have, but um, uh, Jeff Friesen, yeah, Jeff O'Neill, pretty interesting man.
2: Studs,
0: okay. yeah, like our fourth liners were like Eric Daze, Darcy Tucker, and Ryan Smith.
2: That's pretty strong. And it, was,
0: <laughs> yeah. it was crazy. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like Eric Daze had a hat trick, had like six goals in the tournament. Darcy Tucker had an incredible career, as we know, and Ryan Smith, Captain Canada himself, he yeah. ended up with. You know, an amazing career. So when you look at that roster, and it's funny because Don Hay, who is our coach, was a fi- old fireman and, you know, military kind of guy. And he, he had a philosophy of, you know, if you stick a bunch of guys in a room, you find out who the alpha is, who the jester is, and who the nerd is, right? <laughs> and he said, uh, what what happens, though, when you stick a bunch of alphas in a room? because that's technically what we all were, because we were the guys coming, you know, the biggest names coming from our teams. And Don Hay answered that and says, guess what? We ended up with alphas, jesters, and nerds. And he goes, (laughs) they all filled out their roles appropriately, and that's why we had such success, and that's why the team bonded so well together. And we really did. And Todd Harvey, who, uh, you know, was our captain that year, he did a great job bringing us together because he had been there the year before he knew what was going to happen. He knew what to expect. He knew what it took. And although he wasn't the flashiest guy, I mean, you never ever had to look to find him on the ice. He was always working hard and doing things and God, we took some abuse that year and we didn't fight back. Everybody thought the Canadians were going to be rough and tumble, which we were. We were physical as hell. I'll tell you that much. But I, I would go on to say that I doubt we took one, Retaliation penalty that entire tournament. Let's not forget fast,
2: Let's not forget <laughs> so fast. We were fast. There yeah, you go. That there. goes back to what I said earlier. Hey, right. if you're going to be physical, you you're I, being I, fast. Health. Before we
1: go, because we're, we're running out of time here, but I got to say, the funnest part of watching that game—obviously, it's heartbreaking. Some bitch. It's like which it's like one? kicking yourself. One? Yeah, right. well, it's like kicking yourself in the nuts watching that game all over again. You, but I got to tell you, what I loved the most was watching Craig McTavish. I mean
0: dude, oh yeah the old
1: I mean scene. it was awesome watching James Kahn fly up and down the ice <laughs> I swear to God it's what he looked like with no helmet on and isn't that amazing just watching him like play with reckless a man like, and like just
2: the last old school guy rip with, it up and the last guy with no helmet yeah
1: what a cool mo- yeah
2: I mean just God
0: it was awesome man seriously he worked so hard like that's one thing that I remember from being around guys like that and Charlie Huddy and all these guys, like they were at the end of the rope as far as their careers are concerned. But they went to the rink every day and they absolutely loved being at the rink. And I always thought to myself, what the hell is he so happy to be here for? Like, (laughs) you know, I was 19, 20 years old. And it's not that I didn't want to be there. I did, but I didn't exactly embrace how hard every day was. And, you know, go skipping to the locker room telling people how great it was. Uh, but these guys did, and it's amazing. Like I said, you retain things, right? And as my career went on, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, whenever I, I started to realize why these guys enjoyed it, because you see the end of the road coming. You don't want it to happen, so you're like, I'm going to enjoy this because this is an awesome way to make a living.
2: That's well, kind of how I felt last week. About, you know, like. I was, I was enjoying the week because oh. you know i was turning 50 <laughs> that sucked oh god
0: <laughs> but yeah enjoy every minute now hence it's all downhill buddy. <laughs> i
2: know
1: it's been downhill for a while I, like oh. i don't know well hey listen revs thanks man for taking time out of your day i know we're going to be in studio we'll have uh you and uh can be back in obviously the extension is always open to uh we'll be in adrian it. michigan well you won't be here then i was going you
0: say. uh you may have to call me, Chromes, because uh, this is that that time of year where it's the uh, the Vegas trip. Ah,
2: ah. So
0: we may have to uh, awaken the bear, uh, and I'll jump on the phone with you guys, and you guys can have some I, fun at my expense. I think the last. Did you just last last say year?
2: Vegas
1: trip? Yeah, and I think the last oh, time man. we did this, it was apparent to all listeners that he.
2: Had, had ribs i got to I well got because
1: to think about it the, they're they're already behind us right so when you call somebody at 10 in the morning what is it eight there right, right. so it was apparent i believe that he
2: had i was not, on that i was on he that. was coming in right he wasn't waking up ribs out I'll, I'll give you some some uh fun fun thing to do when you're in vegas not that you wouldn't know because you've been there plenty of times <laughs> but go down to fremont street and find the g- find the guy who's standing there and the sign will say, "Kick me in the nuts for twenty bucks."
0: <laughs> oh my God! I will. We always find that Fremont guy. A good friend. A good friend of mine owns uh, the D Las Vegas yeah. just, uh, and the Golden Gate. So yeah. we'll head down there, and I'm going to go on a mission to find the guy that says "kick me in the nuts," <laughs> and I'm going to take a picture with him, and then I'm going to have a video of me kicking him in the nuts. Absolutely. I
2: um, one of my buddies. Well, one of my friend's sons. He's 6'9", 410 pounds. And I'm in the casino. Oh my. Yeah, I'm in the casino and I get this video at the blackjack table. This Ray, 410-pound guy, kicks this guy in the in the junk for 20 bucks. <laughs> and I walked outside because I was saying? 20 bucks. 20, 20, 20 bucks. Ray? Yeah, I know, 20 <laughs> bucks. So then he I ran outside because I had to see this. So they had already videoed it and I'm hysterical laughing. And then to make things worse, is he can't do it back to back. He's like, You got to give me five minutes because everybody now is in line to give this guy 20 bucks to kick him. <laughs> About 20 feet away from this guy, another guy walks up, sets a sign down that says, Kick me into bucks for 10 or kick me into junk for 10 bucks.
0: <laughs> oh my God. So, he's compl- he's undercut it.
2: I know. So the guy that, that was charging 20 got Walmarted right there on Fremont Street.
0: Unbelievable. <laughs> that doesn't
2: sound good. Um, I am
0: going to make it a mission of mine to find that guy, and the Rivers Brothers will, uh, uh, will, oh will take no. a picture Here's, of him for sure. I
2: said to Ray, I said to Ray, he had to have a cup on, and I'm quoting here, Gee, he didn't, I felt his junk on my foot. <laughs> That's not good.
0: <laughs>
1: well. to kill you eventually,
2: wouldn't I, no. I don't
0: We'll know. find out. Well, <laughs> here we uh, go. I, I got, cannot
2: wait. Hey, I'm so excited we'll for this. We'll
0: find out, because I've got the, I've got the legs of a Clydesdale. Oh, so we'll Jesus! We'll see if the junk can handle
2: that. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: <laughs> you got?
1: You going to wear your uh, Kimball Buffalo Head shirt out there? I,
0: yeah, I should. I will. I should do that and take pictures of people. Oh, gee, many Christmas! Well, hey,
1: listen, Rivs, Thanks for joining us. Of course, as always, brought to us by SynergyHockeySkills.com. dot uh, Going to take a take a few days away from from Synergy, but you guys are are running hot and heavy right now. I assume.
0: Yeah, lessons are, you know, this is the second half of the year for a lot of these youth hockey people, and, you know, some of the tournaments, some of the league play slows down a little bit, and so our Sunday lessons are sold out. Uh, Our morning lessons are getting there quickly, so get on there uh, and register small group sessions, and then our camp schedule has been released for the summer, and we're already filling up, which is crazy. So get on there, get on summer camps, pick a location that is desirable for you, and sign up your hockey player because uh, it won't be long before there's no spots available, and then that always makes me feel really bad because I want everybody to be able to have some fun in the summer.
1: Well, great stuff as always, my friend. Um, like a we'll you know we'll see if Kimba wants to call you on Thursday. You know he he likes to take this lead in here lately when you're not. Does around. he sit in so, his chair? Oh, he sits in his chair. Wow. Big words.
0: But then he talks shit about me all the time, too. Well, you know, well, Riz says this, but, you know, (laughs) screw him. And I'm like, wait a minute, why don't you say that when I'm sitting there? Asshole. I can't defend myself when I'm listening to it on the radio.
1: It's good. Hey, big chair and runs the roost and... You know, Kim. big uses big words, and it's it's unbelievable. It's, he, a, it's
0: an interesting he uses experience.
2: big words. It's an interesting experience. Yeah, he's
0: well. Hopefully, he'll have something to say about the Cowboys. Wah, wah, wah. Oh,
2: now oh, easy yeah. now. I'm on that bandwagon. <laughs> to be. Oh, careful. that's
0: right, guys. Hey, how did Tom Brady do yesterday. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Go, Pat's baby. Oh, All man,
2: right,
1: listen to this. All right, ribs. We'll see you soon, my friend.
0: You got it, guys. Thanks a lot, man.
1: The great. Jamie Rivers, the great, great, great Jamie Rivers. That's always awesome stuff. But yeah, you need to fix his Wikipedia page. I let's do. Let's get it done. Yes, let's get it done. Let's
2: get the real story I guess I'm in his there. agent now. It sounds like it, for Pete's sakes. For Pete's. those of you out in local business owners looking for sponsorship, contact. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um,
1: definitely want to thank Jamie, of course, com, as always, and then uh, the other great organization that's a part of uh, bringing Jamie Rivers and Darren Kimmel to you each and every week, NelsonLandservices.com, a five-star locally rated landscaping company that does tremendous work at affordable prices. Uh, No jobs uh, too big for these guys. They do the big work. They do the great work. And let me tell you something, great people. I know you first-hand knowledge of dealing with a tremendous family. Hence, and um, yeah, I can't do. hear I enough do. good things about the whole family. Um, very impressed. Uh, had a t- had a chance to talk to um, young Mister Nelson at your at your first Old event Nick. of the year, and let me tell you, what a tremendous kid! And,
2: he is a great kid,
1: and just amazing things you can tell. Raised by a, a family of true workers, you can tell that for sure. Absolutely, um, great stuff from them. Uh, Adam Smokehouse. Want to thank them for their continued support. You can find them on Watson Road. Closed on Mondays, uh, but on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, open till seven. I'll be having me some Adam Smokehouse tomorrow. You see and so when if they you want to go. You see, um, you
2: see when they got take their ribs out and then they, they take they flame, that torch yeah, and they,
1: that because of that apple butter. Oh, yeah, oh, I'm going tomorrow to meet our good friend Randy Green from Innovative Company. He's going to head over to Watson Road. I'm going to have so some, lucky have some barbecue for lunch uh like don't forget there are delivering now and we're not going to qualify for that one but there are uh, so, some select zip codes that uh they can find yourself having some adam smokehouse delivered to you give them a call find out today uh it's if, worth the drive well if you have any events in the future you need to get them involved uh Absolutely. their catering's tremendous and uh, you won't be disappointed folks that's adam smokehouse uh Find us, Blues NHL Podcast, uh, our website. Subscribe to the show there. We're asking everybody to make sure they've done that. It takes about 30 seconds. Find us on social media as well, at STL Blues Podcast on Twitter. If you're a Blues fan and follow us, we're going to follow you back. Uh, The show will be up today as it is, typically uh, on Mondays and Thursdays by 5 o'clock. Find the pin post, like it, share it, make a comment on it. You're eligible for the wonderful prizes that we have, compliments of uh, our good friend Jamie Rivers, of course. Uh, do not forget to, uh, to do all that and you, uh, have a chance to win, uh, enjoying all the comments on the posts. They mean a lot to us as they help us make the post more relevant and more blues fans see it. So don't forget to, to invite all your friends to like our page as well. Once you've liked it, uh, you can find us on Instagram blues, NHL podcast as well. And of course, part of lineup media.fm home of your radio, the newest streaming platform you can download in your mobile device. Um, guys, uh. Let's hope this streak continues. Uh, so, Hendy, if Bennington plays well tonight and they win, do you play him in back-to-back games or it's just something he's not going to do? No, they're not going to do that. Because Cause he hasn't do. done it yet. No. Both times. So. No. Anyway, I'd great to I'd still stuff. play 34. tonight. I know you would. Okay. I hope you get lit up on Twitter tonight. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Whether you're right or wrong is not at play here. Is This is more about we're dying here for something to be happy about and you're shitting on people's cornflakes. I- <laughs>
2: It's the truth. I want. Well, well, here's the deal. If if I get lit up on Twitter, I'm gonna make this one request. Don't interject things I didn't say into the debate. Read exactly what I wrote, and that's it. Don't infer. Don't do anything like that. Just because that literally drives me nuts. I don't care what we're talking about. All right. well, you know what I'm it. saying? Like all well, of a sudden, people are like telling me that. Are you saying this? No, I'm not. I'm saying exactly what I wrote. So stick to that. There you go. All right. There you go. Well, get out of here, McKendry Hockey. You guys are uh, cooking right
1: along. Playoffs be coming before you know it. You guys are, are rocking and rolling. So good luck to you guys. How's our man Butter doing?
2: a uh, Butter's good. Uh, butter's good. He, we uh, we had a little hiccup in the schedule on Friday, but hopefully we get that cr- stuff corrected this week. Off to Adrian and. uh Hopefully, we come back with a couple more wins. Four more wins. Yes. And it will be 100 wins for Butter and me as the coaches at McKinney.
1: Congratulations.
2: Well, we ain't there yet. All right. Sounds good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, listen. uh, Happy to have you. Um, Happy to have everyone involved in the show. We want to thank you for your continued support. We want to invite you back each and every week. So, uh, for today, we leave you with Let's Go Blues, and we'll see you on Thursday.